Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm, wait, am I supposed to say my name? Tech died, so maybe I did too? I'm Evan. I'm in a car. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, let's just actually um, just recap the first quarter of the BYU <laughs> game and ignore yeah, everything else. Yeah, deal. <laughs> and also maybe ignore the fact that Josh is in a car. Eh, we'll see if eh. it comes up again. If you see anything cool on the side of the road, let us know, though. Yeah, Josh. Uh, uh, don't, I'm looking. Don't, I don't see anything. Don't hold back any road rage you may have. Just just let it fly. We'll edit it out. Uh, well, we're back in. Hmm. So far, there's nothing out here except me on a two-lane highway. So, you know. Yeah, I tried to think of a transition for that one and wasn't able to. <laughs> First thing to talk about before the BYU game is let's talk about some of the Bulldogs that are in the NFL and how they've done this week. Oh, uh, wait, did we explain? We're recording this all on Sunday night instead of our oh, usual. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there have been NFL games. <laughs> we're not recording this on Friday after the game because we were all busy with life stuff, you know? So, yeah, and ended at like 1230 in the morning uh, Eastern time. Yeah, so Nathan, a Nathan's a lightweight, basically. Uh, <laughs> I was awake. <laughs> Nathan was the only one who was actually ready to record, I think, but the rest of us were uh, doing other stuff, so. Yeah. Anyway, it was something. yeah, NFL games happened today. Uh, uh, unfortunately, hey, guess what? The what? Vikings aren't completely terrible. They beat the Texans. Well, I don't think there were any tech players in that game, so we weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about it because they made me sad the last three weeks. I'm just uh, getting your hopes up now. You know I know. Now we're right. just going to ruin our draft position. It's it's going to be awful. Yeah. So anyway, our boy Sneed, who's been playing great, uh, won't be playing tomorrow because he's injured. So, uh, so uh, hopefully I get. Have we seen a prognosis on him? I, I missed that. We don't have our his, resident Chiefs expert here. He, his collarbone is broken. Uh, uh, he'll be out a few weeks at least. Damn. My that, opinion, that, happened, that is uh, bad. That yeah. happened while we were recording last episode. And mm. the, the determination of what the injury was hadn't come out yet. But yeah, that's about as bad as that injury can get. We'll see how long. It takes for him to get back out there. But then again, of course, the Chiefs may not be playing football. <laughs> They're at least going to try to play tomorrow night, which will yeah. be yesterday night when the show comes out. But, I mean, we'll see how many games he ends up missing and everything. Time uh, the next travel. Up, pretty much. Uh, Amik Robertson finally got in the game. That's that's Hey, nice. that's good. Uh, I was watching right. uh, NFL Red Zone earlier, and they were they had the Oakland game on for a bit. And uh, they are playing Buffalo, I think, and they scored an easy touchdown. I was like, oh, look, there's Amik. Oh, Amik got burned for the touchdown. That's uh, that's okay. He did lock two tackles though, and I mean he played, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. Hey, I have one bar of service. We'll see if it gets better. It'll probably get worse. Well, we heard that. We missed whatever you said before that, though. It was a lot of screaming, is what it sounded like. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, at least Amik played. This is his first game. I mean, he can only get better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, but sadly, Driscoll is not able to improve on his game because he was benched for Thursday Night Football in favor of a guy whose name I've already forgotten and had never uh, heard Ripon. before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brent, Brent, Brent Rippin. The, didn't he go Rippin, to the Boise? Rippin. He sure did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that sucks. Didn't seem like it was his fault they lost, but I guess they were playing so badly they wanted to... Uh, just throw know, somebody else in, right? Yeah, throw somebody else in, but uh, that sucks. Just yeah. watched uh, USM grad Nick Mullins get a sack in this Sunday night football game. So kind of happy with that, though. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Sunday night football, uh, I guess Philadelphia is playing somebody. So Boston Scott is playing right now. Uh, yeah. So uh, Did any of you guys see Trent Taylor's uh, film room notes on Boston Scott? Oh, yeah. In their, yeah. their, their practice sessions, I guess, or film room sessions. And he – what did he say? He said, like, he's a good dancer. Uh and then He's, he said, that "If I meet him in the field, I will suplex him." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was really funny uh, and and cool to see two guys, uh, you know, kind of beefing back and forth. I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, Xavier Woods for the Cowboys. I'm not sure if he suplexed anyone, but he did log three solo and seven overall tackles in their game today, which they lost to the Browns. Yeah, Odell Beckham made them look dumb. Is what I heard. So he really did. Yeah. Uh, also, the Cowboys like, made themselves look dumb, but you know that's yeah. good to hear. Fair. So obviously Trent Taylor's playing right now too. Uh, but then we got Vernon Butler logging four uh, tackles, two solo. He had a forced fumble and a QB pressure. So pretty good game for uh, Big Vern up there in Buffalo. 
Yeah, that was fun to hear his name called again on that red zone channel when he uh, got pressure on the quarterback when they were in the red zone. Uh, next up, the two Baltimore defensive linemen, Justin Ellis and Jalen Ferguson. Jalen Ferguson. Not sure why I did that. Uh, Jelly Bean had one tackle and Ferguson had three tackles and Sack Daddy finally got his sack. Is that his, one first, sack. is that his first NFL sack? I'm pretty sure it is. They made a big oh, deal wow. about it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's his first sack. So big, big shout out to uh, to Big Jalen Ferguson. Big J Ferg, Sack Daddy. Yeah, and uh, we could have probably used him a bit in this Jeez. past game. Could have used when... every tech player that has ever played in the NFL for this game. And it still may not have yeah. worked out the way we want to have. We Jesus. wanted it to. Tech falls to the BYU Cougars. Final score is 45 to 14. And I do want to say really quickly before we start talking about this, NCAA 14 simulation predicted 40 to 14. So, Didn't it also I mean, start out with us scoring and looking okay? Yeah, it started out with us 14 nothing to start. This oh one was gosh. Seven, This seven one wasn't start. quite that bad, but or quite that, I guess, hope building. <laughs> yeah, some parallel oh, there to be sure, though. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Gosh, uh, going into this game, I mean, we all predicted us to lose, but I think I changed my mind for the Friday post on the blog. Oh, did you? Because I felt like being different about it. But okay. yeah, I, I was <laughs> I was pretty sure that things weren't going to go that well. Yeah, uh, I mean, man, in the I know we're going to kind of go through it here, but in the first half, it felt or in the first quarter, I felt good. I felt like, you know, we were doing well offensively and moving the ball better than any of their opponents so far this year had, but there were just some missed opportunities, especially early in the second quarter where it was like, man, you know, if, if we didn't call a run play on third and seven, like maybe we're looking at a different drive or like if, what was it? The somebody dropped a pick or something. I I don't, it wasn't a pick because their quarterback was freaking perfect, but um, (laughs) there was some kind of, some kind of player, maybe it was a penalty or something on a third down that it was like, man, we, we almost got him off the field and then we didn't. And, um, Oh, Luke Anthony's pick was in the first half and it was just, oh. I mean, Griffin Abair was wide open and he just tried to sail it in, float it over the top. I, my guess is that he didn't see the safety there. We'll get to all this later. I'm sorry, Nathan, I'm messing up the notes here. <laughs> yeah. Just to start out at the beginning, just so we can spend as much time in this first quarter as possible. Uh, Tech starts off with the ball, has to punt on their first drive. I think they get one first down on the way. But the first thing I noticed in this game was just Justin Henderson was not himself. He went down on first contact. I was counting. It wasn't until the third quarter that he finally broke a tackle. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's – I don't know if if there's something going on with him or if it was just – I mean, I mentioned this on last week's episode and in my uh, Three Keys post that the conditioning – and playing at altitude is different for guys. And so, you know, maybe some of this was that, you know, they just, they couldn't, they couldn't breathe the same, you know, the air's thinner. That sounds like an excuse, but maybe it had some effect on the game. I mean, I'll take any excuse we can get right now. Right. Uh, but something that probably wasn't due to conditioning, BYU drove down the field and scored a touchdown on their first drive to take a 7 nothing lead. And where I mentioned the conditioning thing, I'm really talking about BJ Williamson on that touchdown run. Uh, some really bad edge contain there he kind of cheats too far in and just gets beat to the corner by the running back oh yeah that running back's able to score so things weren't looking great early on for the bulldogs but the quarter wasn't over that gets the ball back and then now it's time for the one good play of the day the 66 yard catch and run by smoke harris so good yeah i mean just it kind of lit the college football world on fire too you had people tweeting like uh you know national reporters tweeting like uh you better be able to do exactly this if your name is Smoke Harris. I think that was Marcel <laughs> actually, but they had a they had a funny tweet, so shout out for that. But uh, anyway, yeah. So that was, I mean, gosh, those moves he made, man. I want to see Smoke Harris in space all the time. And also, I mean, to note here, we were moving the ball pretty well throughout the first quarter. I mean, well, I say that now, and I'm looking at the drive chart, but you know, we we had we had like 140 yards of offense in the first quarter. Whereas the other teams they played had 160 the entire game. Right. So you felt pretty good and tech was doing a BYU was bringing a lot of pressure. And so what tech was doing was throwing the ball wide receiver screens or, uh, you know, doing a run to counter a run blitz or to counter a, a, a pass rush. And it was working. 
right? I mean, these wide receiver screens were picking up 8, 10, 56, or however many the Smoke Harris one was. Um, and it was really, really working there in the first quarter. And uh, do we want to stay in the first quarter anymore, Nathan? Or, or are yeah. we ready to... Couple more things, because uh, because especially Tech has started out so slow the first two games of the year. To see yeah. the, so to see them hanging with the Cougars early on is like, wait, we may actually do this because if this is our starting slow, then things can only go up from here. And Oof. it turns out they they didn't. But even after that Smoke Harris catch and run next BYU drive, Tech gets a stop on a fourth yeah. down. Oh man, beautiful, beautiful stop. It was fourth and what was it fourth and one? It was fourth and one. And Zach Wilson tried to sneak. And uh, Tyler Grubbs just came out of nowhere, like came through the line so fast and just popped him so hard he lost the ball. And uh, d- did you guys know that rule that ended up getting invoked there by the refs? I had no idea what that rule yeah. was. I had never heard of it. They were talking about the refs uh, conversing and trying to figure something out. I was like, so, so are they ruling? Gunner- did he fumble it or what? Yeah, so the, the quarterback fumbled, or apparently fumbled, and then a wide receiver, I think it was Romney, for BYU, picks it up and runs all the way to the end zone, but they blew it dead about halfway there. Then they talked and talked and talked about it, and you know what, what did they eventually come out and say? What they say is that if it's a fourth down and you fumble the ball, only the person who is carrying the ball is allowed to advance it. So because you said it was so a QB sneak, right? Yeah, it may have been a different planned run, but it got blown up so fast by Tech that, like, it was, I mean, it it ended up being a a loss of two on the play. So I guess they don't want you to have, like, a a fumble rooski kind of play on fourth down. Yeah, that's so interesting. I I had never, I've never seen that, never heard of that before. So um, Tech got saved there, I guess, but a great, great defensive play. Really, the whole line just dominated the line of scrimmage on that play. which is the only time you'll hear me say that in this episode. But uh, <laughs> uh, And then Tyler Grubbs came through and made his only real good play of this game, I think, um, and, and forced the fumble there. So really, really great play. Yeah, and it kind of goes into what I had on the stat attack for Blue Tech Blue last week, and that's BYU is amazing in these short yardage, just trying to pick up a first down or a touchdown plays, and Tech on both sides of the ball ha- hasn't been that great. And to see... Tech go against the grain of what they've been able to do so far this year and make that stop. And of course we were bailed out by an obscure rule, but even then the, the, the fumble recovery advancing for a touchdown is not something you really are trying to defend for right. on a fourth and right. Yeah. So that would have been I, the most tech thing to happen on that play though. Oh, yeah, I, think I, remember, I remember my brother seeing that and going like, why do we always end up on the wrong side of these highlight reels? Why? <laughs> why? I'm still mad that the uh, A Bear catch against Southern Miss wasn't SC top ten or so on Moss's list. Was it or whatever. not? I never nope. saw it. Oh my god! How good? There question. were like no games that day. That was like in the before times when there were no the SEC games. <laughs> pretty sure Sports Center is run by UAB, so I think that's yeah. that's why. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, th- we're pretty much butting up to the end of the first quarter in our our little safety zone uh, because. Early on in the second quarter is when Luke Anthony throws up that ball that gets picked oh. off, that, that dumb pass, and then it just gets worse from there. We, later in the second quarter, that's when uh, Luke plays uh, jump rope with a line of scrimmage before that illegal forward pass. Oh, my gosh. Kind of I forgot about forth. that. <laughs> that's, a pretty, that's a pretty tech thing that happened to us. Oh, yeah, that, that was a – seen that highlight go around the, the no-context college football Twitter account and in places like that was like, of course – yeah. Of course, this is happening. And then going into halftime, the score is 28 to 7. Yeah. 7 it, to 7 to end the first quarter. Just. Uh. I want to talk about, I I believe, was it our last drive? We were driving. We it's, set, it's a seven play, 37 yard drive. And we go from the 25 all the way down to BYU's 28. And then, and so it feels like, and, and there's like two minutes left in the in the half. And it feels like we're going to get some points here. And it was 21 7. So it's like, all right, if we can pick up three. I'll take 21 to 10. I'll definitely take 21 to 14. Um, and then we got we got it third and four. Luke passes to Isaiah Graham for five yards to the 23-yard line. But Cody Russi got called for holding, and it was a, a pretty bad hold. So, I mean, obviously, maybe the play, maybe the five-yard pass doesn't happen without the hold. But It really did look like that was saving Luke's life there. Right, that, right. That yeah, it, it was definitely a uh, maybe a necessary – evil kind of kind of situation but 
Um, then Luke throws an incomplete pass to Smoke, and from the 38-yard line on 4th and 14, we decide to punt, you know, with with a minute and a half left in the in the half. And I'm almost just like, look, their quarterback – their quarterback's warm now, right? He he to that point had thrown what one in, incompletion, maybe. Um, he yeah, threw two incompletions so. the entire game. One of them was maybe either right before this or on the ensuing drive. So either he's like he's either like twelve for thirteen or twelve for twelve at this point is my my point, right? Even on fourth and fourteen, you got to figure they're gonna they're gonna drive. They've been driving, right? I, I don't know. I'd rather give them the ball at the 38 and say you tried than give them the ball at the 25, you know? Uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, what, what do we got to lose at that point? Yeah, because that was a – and that punt goes in the end zone. Yeah. So an 18-yard punt basically is what that amounts to. Just I I hate, hate, hate – I took this yeah, out we, of the notes. we gained 13 yards, I mean, yeah. by by punting. Like, uh, I, took the, I, I originally put in the notes and then kind of took it out because I – I realize I will use any opportunity to, to uh, complain. That's the nicer of the words I want to use uh, <laughs> about punting uh, on in your opponent's half of the field. Like, just no, I, I don't care. It's fourth and fourteen. I hate it. I hate it. Also, I hate punting on your didn't yeah. Barnes didn't he hit a fifty-one yarder last week? Yeah, no, he's been a great kicker. He's been Hell, just a so-so punter. Let him let him try it. What is that? A fifty-five? Is that a fifty-five-yard field goal? Thirty-eight would be plus. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's a long field goal, but look, the air's thinner, right? I saw that again. <laughs> We're really reaching here. <laughs> the air's thinner. Maybe, maybe the dude's got like I didn't, I didn't see the fifty-one yarder from HBU. Maybe he barely made it. Uh, but man, uh, or or on third and fourteen, if you don't think you're gonna pick that up, just just give it to Henderson. And let him get five yards. I I don't know, man. I just don't like that because it's playing soft. And then, my God, dude, Zach Wilson. That drive, just send that drive to NFL scouts if they didn't see it, right? Because he did everything. He 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 like dodged pass rush and threw a dime. Then he stood in the pocket and threw a dime. Then he did a five-step drop, rolled to his right and threw a dime back across his body to the other side of the field. I mean, just just like a clinic on that drive specifically. Really, this whole game would be great for uh, his, you know, his potential NFL suitors to watch. But God, dude, just. Yeah, that was a I mean, five-play drive. Starts out with a 15-yard run by Zach Wilson. Talk about two-minute offense. I mean, 11-yard pass, 13-yard pass, 19-yard pass, 22-yard pass for the touchdown. I, I I had the note, the tech defense on the two-minute offense, or I guess two-minute defense if you're tech, it just was Swiss cheese. It was a. It looked like what happens when you try to play prevent with four minutes left. Like, they'll just yeah. take the underneath. They'll take the 10-yard gains, especially in college football where the clock stops on a first down. And I, I think all they th- did on that drive was yeah. first downs. And, and to be to be fair, I don't think that we were trying to play prevent. I think that that dude just was jocking on us, like straight up. I mean, there, there's no other way to describe, especially that drive where it's, you know, just perfect passes. Our guys were not in position to make plays, but they wouldn't have been able to make plays anyway. We weren't getting pressure on the quarterback. And I, I mean... I think the other thing we need to mention here is that I think the turning point in this game for Tech offensively was in the second quarter, not not the interception that Luke threw. I think that that was a bad ball, but he had a wide open receiver. After that drive, Tech goes punt, 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 and then another punt to end the half. So four straight punts. What happened there was BYU stopped bringing pressure. They, at the start of the game, I don't have the exact numbers and everything, but they were bringing extra guys to try to pressure Luke Anthony and get in his face. Then they stopped doing that, and they never did it again for the entire rest of the game. They they uh, brought three. They brought their three down linemen and dropped eight in coverage, and there was nothing Tech could do because our game plan was apparently to throw the, the outside screen passes to wide receivers and occasionally run the ball up the middle. Uh and when that wasn't there anymore because they were dropping eight into zone coverage, we did not know what to do, and we looked lost for the entire rest of the game offensively. Yeah, that's, that, that's just poor adjustment for on, on Tech's half, man. That's bad. Yeah, I was actually feeling kind of optimistic coming out of halftime, thinking, okay, we've seen their adjustment. In the locker room, how are we going to adjust to their adjustment? And we just didn't do anything. And, yeah, they just kept bringing three men on that rush the entire game. And kept and they getting were, pressure with those. They three were guys. getting pressure. Yeah, I mean, the end of the night with three sacks. I'm pretty sure all that happened after the first yeah. quarter. No, they. I mean, 
they weren't they were getting pressure but not they weren't pressuring the quarterback but they were getting through our offensive line at the beginning it's just we were we were scheming around that right we schemed to give it to smoke on the edge or give it to cj powell on the edge and i mean god man after that point so they made the switch i'm pretty sure it was the drive after the interception we go three and out for negative six yards three and out for six yards then we had that seven play 37 yard drive where we punted from the 38 yard line Seven plays, 16 yards, three plays, eight yards, six plays, 18 yards. And then the next drive was a touchdown. So we did like absolutely nothing offensively from the point that it was seven to seven. And we threw that pick up through the point where it was 45 to seven. Okay. So like, that's, that's a long time. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Hard to watch pretty much summarizes this game. Uh, I'm not sure if I have anything else to really say about it other than by the end, I just, the only thing keeping the TV on and changed to ESPN2 was the fact that I knew we would have to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I'll note is uh, the quarterback plan here was intriguing to me. Um, Luke Anthony obviously got the start and was the guy. Then it's 38 to 7 in the third quarter. We put Aaron Allen in at quarterback. Oh, right. Yeah. And here's the drive one yard run for Henderson. Oh, there is a pass. I, I must have missed the pass. Aaron Allen pass complete to Jawan Johnson. Okay, never mind. My point My point is moot. I thought he didn't no, pass he, at all. Your point is still good, though. He threw one pass. Then third and two, Justin Henderson picks up the first down, gets two yards. Then Justin Henderson gets four yards. Then Israel Tucker, three. Israel Tucker, one on third and three. And then we punt on fourth. So I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. We put an Aaron Allen down 38-7. Oh, and then the next drive. Making things more confusing, we put Luke Anthony back out. So it wasn't even like a hey, this game's lost. Let's see what the other guy can do. Yeah, weird. I, I don't know. What did what did you make of that, Nathan? Yeah, I I felt bad for Aaron Allen by the end of this game. I'm not his body language on the sideline wasn't the most uplifting either. Again, you're losing by a lot. It doesn't matter if you're playing or not. You're you're not going to look happy about it. But it felt like a okay. I told Aaron that I was going to put him in the game. So uh, now go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Pass. Yeah. Or run, 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 run. Yeah. Uh, and then out of the game the next time, it's what was the point other than to say that you played both quarterbacks? And then and then Luke comes in and leads a 17-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown. I mean, that's I mean, maybe what he needed is the fi- light of fire or something. But maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe to, to put a bow on this game, and I think Josh just dropped out, but... Uh, <laughs> it's an attack on this game. Yeah, I, I mean... We were outplayed. We were outcoached, badly outcoached, I would say, because that adjustment changed everything. We were we were able to move the ball, and you know we ended up having better stats than any BYU opponent. We got 313 yards, you know, more passing yards than any any BYU opponent had total. But man, just just not a great look for the coaching staff for. For anybody really wearing wearing blue, other than Smoke Harris, I guess, who who ended the night with two touchdowns. Yeah, and again, this is a game you expect to lose going into it. I mean, you don't say that as a coach or as a player, but realistically, you, a, a final score of forty five to fourteen pretty much matches what a lot of places were thinking. Uh, yeah, maybe one or two scores too many in one direction or the other, but it it just it still sucks to see, and we do this every year. We saw with Texas last year. It's it, there are games where Tech just gets outclassed by. Hate it. I hate it. I hate a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's tough because we've seen Tech come to play, and you know, some people online were saying like Skip Skip never even tries to win these games. I mean, Zach Wilson was incredible in this game too. That you can't talk about this game without the dude went twenty four for twenty six, three hundred twenty five yards, two touchdowns. I mean. I don't even, what's his QBR? It's got to be, I don't even know, 90.8. I don't know. I don't know where they're subtracting yards or, or points from there because that was probably the best quarterback performance I've seen. I mean, Nick's, Nick Fitzgerald's, uh, Nick Fitzgerald's uh, performance against us a couple years ago was pretty incredible too. But this was, I mean, just the amount of, he was doing sidearm throws. He was doing, you know, 50 yard bombs. He was doing sideline Toe tap through like just everything you want in your highlight reel, he was doing. And I mean, yeah, I, I I'll I'll be the first to say they got out coached. I said that a second ago, but I don't know that you can win a game against a quarterback who's doing that to you. You know, with his arm. 
Yeah, you have to hope that they make mistakes. And early on, they made some, but as the game went on, they made fewer and fewer. You know, it'd have been different if we still had, you know, NFL talent in the backfield this year, like years past. But we had a really young secondary, so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Either young or, or not as experienced, but hopefully they will still come to play when this week Tech, again on ESPN2, takes on UTEP. All right. We're on ESPN2 again. Nice. Yeah. Saturday, was, Saturday night at 6.30, looks like. Sweet. Yep. This was one of the original Watch ESPN, ESPN3, ESPN Plus, whatever games. But I got have bumped been, up to ESPN2. Have you been updating that uh, that graphic? I have not been. Changes. I noticed on Friday when I put it out that it was wrong, but I was nice. too lazy to change it. Yeah, perfect. All right. So UTEP. Hmm. UTEP's bad, right? I mean, that's they always are, right? I, I don't know. Well, yes. Yeah, so so let's say their record real quick. UTEP is three and one. How many wins? How how far do you have to go back to see to see three wins on UTEP's schedule? Like, okay, so they won one game in 2019, okay. one game in 2018, oh. zero games in 2017, oh my God, ah. four games in 2016. Okay. So to, ah. to get to three. Hey. <laughs> You have to go back to 2016. So, so Saturday, November 26th of 2016 is their third win, going backwards from now. Jesus! Yeah. Wow! Came against North Texas. Oh no. my goodness! Yeah, the win before that was Houston Baptist. <laughs> yeah, wow. uh, Utah wow. this year has won three games. But let's uh, say who those three games are. First, the one loss was to Texas. I believe it was 59 to three. Yeah, that, that was a, that was ugly. That was just a beatdown. But the week before, they played Stephen F. Austin, the FCS school, and went 24 to 14. They beat okay. the FCS school by 10. I mean, all right. Then the week yeah. after Texas, they play Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian. Yeah. Poor win guys. that one 17 they're, to 13. They're lost without Luke Anthony, man. They, they can't get it going. Yeah, that game. I mean, uh, they got close, though. It was a four point loss for the yeah, like, a Wildcat. <laughs> ACU had a, had a lead. Or it was tied ten to ten uh, in the second half, and then uh, UTEP was able to was able to hold on with the win, I guess. Whew. And then uh, most recently, last weekend, not this past one, but the weekend before, UTEP traveled to Monroe to take on ULM. Final score of that game: thirty-one to six in favor of the Miners. My God, dude, who gets beat? Who gets beat by UTEP thirty-one to six? Please, please, uh, tech, please, please, don't do that, please. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be saying all that. I want, I want to go down some uh, ULM stats for that game. On third down, they were 0 for 11. Oh. Wow. They ended the night with seven rushing yards on 14 attempts. Oh. Their time of possession was 20 minutes. So they had, UTEP had double the possession. Man. Oh God, dude. What? ULM uh, is bad. And UTEP beat them. So UTEP is better? Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, UTEP is not awful, which good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see them go like you know six and six or something like that. That'd be cool as long as one of the six wins is not against us. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, I, not awful feels like the perfect description of of what they are. They are no longer a bottom ten team probably this year by the looks of it, but they are not as good as I mean, a three and one record you, would indicate. Can you even say that though? Because ULM probably almost definitely probably almost definitely that is a lot of uh, couching there but ULM is definitely <laughs> a bottom 10 team oh yeah no doubt so they blew them out and then they barely beat two FCS schools who I mean the FCS isn't even really playing right now so we don't have any stats on the, like any anything to go on for those schools I don't know maybe they're like number 130 and ULM's number 131 and we, we would have no way of really knowing that right now it's kind of like how good is how good is BYU? Well, pretty good, turns out. Yeah, I hope they're uh, really good. You know, and it'll be yeah. even harder to tell in some places too, where you're not playing cross division. Like a few metrics right now has Vandy the worst team in the country, and uh, you'll never know because they only play SEC schools. Yeah, and uh, yeah, McCullough right. just got there, and so he'll turn it around. <laughs> yeah, we had to unfollow Tommy McClellan. Sorry, Tommy, if you're still listening to random tech podcasts you've never listened to before in your life. I was like, why is there so much Vanderbilt crap in my feed? Get this crap out of here. And uh, it was because he left Tech. So, bye, Tommy. Crying emoji. Yeah, so let's let's talk about UTEP some and actually preview this game. Uh, offensively, the Miners are a pretty run-heavy team. 
uh, 55% of their offensive plays have been rushes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but run teams, heavy run teams, that's usually about that amount. Uh, two running backs have combined for the most carries. Deion ha- Hankins has 50 rushes and Josh Fields has 47, uh, but they kind of are at two different levels when it comes to effectiveness. Hankins has 265 yards and five touchdowns, and with about the same amount of carries, Josh Fields has 152 yards and only one touchdown. So Hankins has been much better with the ball. Interesting. Uh, is it kind of like a change of pace back kind of thing, or like a, maybe he's a passing down? That may be what it is. Looking at passing and rushing, or standard down SP plus things, I didn't see too much difference between the two, but that was just uh, on the surface too. Uh, in the passing game, though, uh, they could um, probably use some improvements. Uh, so we talked about Luke Anthony's interception against BYU. So on the season, Luke has two INTs and so does the UTEP quarterback. I mean, they played was it four games now they're three and one. So, I mean, one interception or two interceptions doesn't sound bad, but so Luke has 10 touchdowns. UTEP's quarterback, Gavin Hardison has only one touchdown. Oh, four games man. into the season. UTEP has more interceptions than passing touchdowns. Wow. That's and they're three impressive. and one. That sounds like winning out of spite almost. <laughs> Yeah, so it kind of goes without saying that defense is the key to UTEP's three wins this season. It goes without saying, but I'm saying it outright. Uh, Only allowing 11 points per game if you take away Texas, uh, which the Big 12 might do after they lost to TCU. (laughs) But but even including Texas, UTEP is only allowing 104 rushing yards per game. Uh, By contrast, Tech is allowing 137 rushing yards per game. And remember, one of those opponents was that super pass-heavy Houston Baptist and even... Southern Miss didn't run the ball that much. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I I think UTEP probably isn't good. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't win a game the whole rest of the season, right? But you just said you thought they may go six and six. I I said I thought it would be nice. Oh, okay. Now my my mistake. Right. I I, I'm not I'm not you with Rice, man. I'm not getting a crush on bad teams here. Rice Um, isn't playing this year, just so they can't prove me right. Are they officially (laughs) sitting out now? Not not officially, just okay. I thought they were gearing up to play, but anyway, um, yeah. I mean, it's tough to like see UTEP win, but then I'm looking here what they did to ULM. Total yards five twelve for UTEP, which is <laughs> I mean, oh my god. When was the last time UTEP had five hundred yards of offense? That's what I want to know. But in the right direction too. That's even ULM one hundred and ninety three. I wow. mean. Their inability to rush the ball certainly had something to do with that, but uh, I don't know. ULM's bad, right? But like UTEP can run the ball. They can possess the ball. So, I mean, Tech's going to have some work cut out for them for sure. It's not going to be the same old UTEP, I think. Yeah, I mean, feels way too early to say, too. Like I said, they're probably not a top or a bottom, a top at being the worst, <laughs> a bottom 10 team. Then again, also there are fewer teams playing, so that list is probably less exclu- or more exclusive. But... Yeah, I. it's hard to make anything of them. They've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat, and they lost to the one team they were supposed to lose to pretty handily. So who knows? But based off what they've done so far, I'm excluding the ULM game because ULM played worse than the two FCS schools they played against. Yeah. So usually you kind of throw out the FCS game or two because you don't want that to skew how things are looking. But in this case, ULM is kind of skewing things to make UTEP look better than they probably are. Man, that's... That's not great for ULM. Yeah, not, not great for when we lose to ULM later this year. Yeah, God, I'll I will be. be there too. Ugh. I'm planning on being there. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see how things are. So let's go ahead and jump into how we think Tech can win and how they can lose. Evan, jo- Josh seems like he has good signal right now. So why don't we let him oh, yeah, that's, take that's a, a good stab idea. first? Josh, while you can talk, how can Tech oh, win and how man. can Tech lose? How can Tech lose? I mean. You, they can if they just like suffer a complete breakdown as a a unit and just let that loss from last week carry over. I mean, UTEP is not throwing the ball well, which is good for our secondary. I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, get 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 their legs back under them. But man, if that D line can't contain and hold those running backs, then that'll be rough. But really, the thing is, if the offense can't find its feet again and put up points, like if if Luke Anthony can't get back into a rhythm and throw the ball well and if Justin Henderson can't start you know running like he used to then we might be looking at a really ugly loss here yeah um I, man like I said a minute ago it's hard to really see 
Tech losing to UTEP because it's it's been what have we lost? We're like eleven and one against them or something. Man, the only way I see it happening is it's like we can't get offense going and we lose like fourteen and twelve or something. Which man, that would be bad. Yeah, Tech all time is 13, one and two. 13, two and one against UTEP. The most recent loss was in two thousand four, back yeah. when Jack McNell was the Tech coach. That was a 44 yeah, to I mean, 27 loss in Ruston. So in the CUSA era, we're what Two, seven three, and oh, uh, I mean, the the last time we played in Ruston, which was 2018, it was the game where Jamar had his uh run around the edge on fourth and one when it when the score was freaking tied late uh, with a team that was what like one and six or something at the time. That was a good yeah. feeling, but uh, I, I mean, that game just kind of nothing really happened, right? It wasn't. It wasn't that Tech turned the ball over five times. It wasn't that we we did anything stupid. But I mean, they they were just good on defense. They they held us at 325 yards. I mean, I think that's the way that yeah we had no turnovers in a game where we beat a really bad team. And of course, we went six and six that year, right? Is that the is that the right year? That sounds right. 2018. Yeah, um, yeah UTEP was zero and six coming into this game, and we were tied with them. We were five and two. Tied with an 0 and 6 team, or uh, I guess 4 and 2, tied with an 0 and 6 team uh, with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So this sometimes. Five year, by the way, the Hawaii Bowl. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, never mind. Sometimes tech just has clunkers, right? And uh, as the guys on the solid verbal say, you just got to win your clunkers. Yep. Okay. You gotta win your clunkers. So even if tech is going to look bad, just hold against a bad opponent, you just got to hold on and win. Now, in this game, I think for Tech to win, um, we should be able to pass the ball. They've given up passing yards to just about everybody they played. So I'm going to say we, we are going to have to establish a run. Justin Henderson's going to have to look like himself, maybe get some of the other guys into a rotation if he doesn't, uh, get Greg Garner in the game. Maybe we'll see Harlan Dixon. I'm not sure uh, what the plan is with him, but he may be injured or something. I'm not sure. But how we can lose is I think just come out flat, like Josh said, and just – let last week, you know, determine what we're going to do this week. We got to put that BYU game behind us. UTEP does not have Zach Wilson trotting out at quarterback. I guarantee you that. That dude, Gavin, or whatever his name is, is not great. So, yeah. Again, reminder one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah. So, I've been talking for a while here to just say that Tech should be able to win this game pretty easily just by, just by being themselves, man. Just don't come out flat. Play like you did in the first quarter, not like you did in the rest of that game, and we'll be fine. Yeah. For my answer, I'm going to reference an advanced stat. Uh, SportsReference.com uses a stat called Simple Rating System, or SRS, to evaluate how good an offense and defense for a team is. And really, the big reason why I want to bring it up is they adjust it for strength of schedule. So because UTEP has played some pretty weak teams, they kind of modify their rating to match the fact that they've played some pretty weak teams. Uh, and, and Tech has also played some not-so-great teams, and then BYU, which you may win a natty this year. Basically, SRS, you start at zero. So zero is an average team. If you have a positive score, that means good, negative is bad, and the higher or lower, the better or worse kind of thing. So for offense, Tech has an SRS right now of 16.01. Uh, by this metric, they have the third best offense in college football. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know what 16 means, but it's a that high sounds number. good. Sounds like it's good. We're starting at zero. That sounds good. Yes. Uh, UTEP, by the way, has a negative 17.23, the second wow. worst offense in the country. Vanderbilt is worse. That's where Ooh. I was getting that from earlier. Oh, shout out. Uh, shout out. What's that guy's name that just left us for them? Um, Tommy McClelland? No, no, no. The offensive coordinator. Didn't he oh. go there? Yeah, I think so. Or did he go to? No, the. Diaco went to Purdue. What is his name? Diaco went to Purdue. Why can't I remember our like former offensive coordinator's name? Todd Fitch. Yeah, Todd Fitch. There we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Todd Fitch. Uh, not a great look yeah, there at not, Vanderbilt. Not a great look, Todd Fitch. But let's talk defense for a second. Tech's defensive SRS is a negative twelve point three three, sixth Yikes. worst in the country. Yikes. <laughs> and UTEP's is a seven point five four, twenty first best. So okay. above average. Okay, so you're telling me here that like we're the cure our, for the like the shitty offense. Yeah, is is our is our offense gonna come down to earth against an okay defense, or is our D 
defense gonna look even worse than it looks so far against a really 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 bad offense yeah that that's pretty much my point or another way that i put it is this is pretty much a good versus good and suck versus suck uh when tech <laughs> has the ball it will be good versus good when utip has the ball it will be suck versus suck and really yeah. it comes down to which good is better and which suck is worse <laughs> which suck has the most suck? Which, which suck is worse uh, this this could go a bunch of different ways let's move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Tech can win this game if the offense plays as they have all year and the defense can make those improvements that we've seen they needed all year. We, I mean, we saw this in the Southern Miss game. There are certain things where it just, come on, <laughs> cover. Don't let Tim Jones do that to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Show me where the bad man ran around on you. <laughs> yeah. He just points the entire body of the doll. <laughs> but really, it just comes down to defense making those improvements and the offense just being what they've been so far. But if the Miners make our D look bad at the Joe Saturday night, not only might we lose this game, we may not win again until North Texas because that's probably the next bad team we play in this Cusa slate. Because we have UAB yeah. in that stretch. We have Marshall in that stretch. Even UTSA next week or the week after or whatever has looked better. Than yeah, UTSA I has. mean, UTSA's looked, I would say they're the surprise of the CUSA West so far just with how they've looked. I mean, they, they lost to UAB uh, yesterday, but you know, looked pretty okay. Uh, I don't know that I would have wanted to watch that game. Twenty-one to thirteen was the final, but yeah, I mean, they, they haven't been bad, is my point. So yeah, and, yeah, and I mean, Tech has had this baffling conference loss before, so much so that it became a meme for us. So it's not like we lose this game, we are automatically losing the next five. But if Tech gets outclassed in this game and it doesn't just look like a fluke, and it's if it's not a fluke, then I am worried about this season. Yeah, and look, one thing to mention here, too, is UTEP's going to be coming in. They're going to be playing with some fire, man. They haven't beat Tech since 2004. Uh, they're 3-1 and one for the, like we said, to, to find three wins, you got to go back to 2016. So that's uh, that, they're going to be pretty confident coming in here. And, you know, it, it might be tough for if Tech starts slow and lets UTEP get out to a lead. It may be like, what are what's going on here? So, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm talking myself into being more scared about this game than I should be. I mean, yeah, if you were playing, it's not a bad strategy. I mean, don't overlook the trap game. Yeah. But, but yeah, UTEP will hopefully not be able to do very much against Tech. But if they do, it may work through one of their key players. Evan, who's one of those players to watch? Yeah, I'm I'm going to take the easy one here and say that the player we should watch on a team that runs the ball a lot is the best running back on the team. So... I'm I'm saying Tech needs to key in on Dion Hankins, who you mentioned earlier. Nathan has five rushing touchdowns, 265 yards on 50 carries. Um, so I mean he's he's looked he's looked pretty good so far. And against ULM last week or a couple weeks ago, whenever that was, he had uh, he he had three rushing touchdowns kind of in a row to start out the game. They missed a field goal and there was a punt mixed in there somewhere, but. All of a sudden, they're up 21 nothing. And like I said a second ago, I mean, if, if Tech's going to let a team run on us, you know, and, and get in a hole early, it might be trouble. So uh, watch out for him for sure. Yeah, Josh, you have a player? Or you, uh, you can pick a Tech player. Yeah, no, pick a Tech guy. Matt did it last week. Uh, I mean, I guess let's watch, you know, Tyler Groves really needs to bounce back on the Tech side. He's exciting. I don't know. Linebackers yeah. are cool. I, I mean, are cool. Yeah, Tyler Gropes had a had a pretty rough game for the first time we've seen in his short young career for Tech, and you know it, it will be exciting to see him bounce back from that against you know not so stellar of a team, right? So yeah, definitely. And then to go back to UTEP player, my player to watch is the wide receiver Jacob Cowling, uh, and maybe it's just my uh, reoccurring Tim Jones nightmares, but I'm pretty <laughs> antsy when I see a team has pretty much a true number one and number two receiver combo. Uh, Cowling and Justin Garrett have two thirds of all the receptions by the team. Uh, oh wow! I believe okay. Cowling has like twenty one. The next guy has nineteen, oh, and then after that, it's like five. So shut those guy. two down, and their their passing game's really done. So there's yeah, there's Cowling one of my has, keys. Twenty two. Let yeah, me write Garrett that down. <laughs> Not for those DBs, uh, you know, you know, get get some experience. Just one and two. It's pretty much laid out right in front of them. Yeah, and, and those passes have been deep ones, too. I mean, Cowling's average yards per reception is 17.1. So they've gone down the field with him a bit. I mean, Justin Garrett, at number two, is 15.1 yards per catch. So, I mean, again, Tim Jones, 
It's haunting my nightmares. I'm glad we won that game or those dreams would be worse. Yeah. Jim Jones yeah. is a bad, bad man. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to our final segment of this preview and say what our final thoughts and score prediction will be. Uh, Josh, it sounds like your reception is pretty good for the time being. How do you see this game going? It is. Uh, I think it's a game where the... Well, I mean, it's going to be like other tech games. Tech's going to come out slow. and We're probably looking at, you know, a 7-7 seven to seven tie at the end of the first quarter going into, like, the second. But I think uh, it's, it'll be a good bounce-back game for the dogs, and they'll... The offense will get their legs under them again. You know, Luke Anthony will not play as near as bad as he did against BYU. You know, they'll throw the ball around a lot, and hopefully Henderson will, you know, look like Henderson. And, you know, I think since we're all expecting an ugly win or ugly loss, I think Tech will come out, be pretty fired up after losing like that to BYU and win this game, I don't know, 28 to 10. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, it's a battle of, like, it's like what Nathan said. It's the good versus good and the suck versus suck. I think our suck is less suck than their suck. <laughs> suck. <laughs> oh, man, this one's going to have to be uh, have an explicit tag on it, man. We're talking a lot about sucking here. Um, hey, you're the one that made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, uh, man, so the last few times that we have played UTEP in Ruston, we've got a 31 to 24, a 28 to 7, a 55 to three. Those are the three games in Ruston in the uh, CUSA era in the skip era, coincidentally. So it's, it's tough. Do I see like, like Josh said, a 28 to 10 or do I see a 20, 20, uh, 31 to 24 or, you know, I, I see a tech win. I'll put it that way first. And I'm going to try to talk myself into a blowout. I think I, I look, oh. look, tech tech's offense is good. We know that. They had trouble moving the ball, and they had trouble adjusting. And so I guess I'm worried if if UTEP comes out and just drops eight in coverage the whole game. But their defensive linemen are not future NFL players like BYU's are, right? So I think I think we'll be able to move the ball pretty much at will, kind of like we did against Houston Baptist. And look, if they're one-dimensional like it appears that they are, we're going to be fine defensively. And like I said, their quarterback's not really a threat, so we can key in on the run and – Look, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 52 to 17. That's my prediction. Tech wins. Wow, wow, that would be unprecedented. Be unprecedented in the recent years. It would be something. It would. What be, do you I mean? mean? We beat bad teams regularly, but not UTEP. We beat them, but not no. like that. Yeah, I guess the the 55 to three I referenced was back in uh back in 2014, and last year we beat them 42 21 in El Paso. So. I can't even make those references to, you know, weird things happening in El Paso anymore because of that game. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I wish I would have seen what last year's score was before I made my prediction, because really this game shouldn't be close. I mean, I brought up the good versus good suck versus suck argument earlier. And granted, this isn't last year's UTEP, but that's about as low of a bar as you can set. Uh, The Miners have made some improvements, but this is really a do your job game for the Bulldogs. Just as long as you stick to your assignments and do the things you're supposed to and know how to do, then this should be a moderately easy win for the, for tech, especially coming off of a awful, but I mean, nice looking and scenic loss. I expect the Bulldogs to be looking forward to a chance to just kind of do their job and not have to uh, compete with a ranked team out West in a game. You didn't even know you were playing three weeks ago. So my prediction, and again, last year, Tech won 42 to 21. My prediction I wrote down before I knew that was 41-21, <laughs> Tech wins. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I, go ahead, Josh. I don't know. I always, like, every time I think of playing UTIP, I have that stupid score where we won, like, 17 to 14 in El Paso. Just, like, yeah. ingrained in my head. It just won't yeah, go seven, away. So I think all games are going to go like that. For, against 17 them. to 15, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that one, and that one was with freaking, uh, with um, Jeff Driscoll and, you know. It makes no sense. Carlos Henderson and Dixon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, but it was it was the week before we lost to Southern Miss, 58 to 24. Oh, God. God I was that, that. Yeah, me too. That sucks. That was yeah. a low point. Yeah. Anyway. And, and I think it's worth noting, too, UTEP seems to be moving in the right direction, but let's, you know, let's not crown them. They beat two bad FCS teams and someone who probably should be in the FCS and ULM. So like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying we're going to blow them out like Texas did, but I, I think they'll put up a few points. Like I said, 17, but 
Tech's going to be able to move the ball and score. So I, I don't, I'm not really worried about this game going in. Hopefully I don't live to regret the words next Saturday night when we record our podcast. You kind of emphasized live there and now I'm a little worried. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and skip through that before uh, we have to call somebody and get to the tweet of the week. This week's tweet of the week goes to at C bezel design. I think it's how you're oh, supposed yeah. to say that. It's all one word. And it's saying, not saying we should, but we definitely should. And it's a photoshopped picture of the Tech uh, Columbia Blue baseball uniforms and Griffin Bear wearing a Columbia Blue football uniform. Oh, and by it looks God, so is it beautiful. Woo! It looks so good. Yeah. It was so good. I think we quote tweeted it twice because I think Evan and I had separate yeah. takes on it. Yep. I, we would have the coolest uniforms in all of college if we did that. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not saying do it permanently, but once a year, oh, give me that. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me a jersey to buy. Ooh, man. Give me, give me an alternate uniform so I can start complaining about them like fans of other schools do. <laughs> Turn into Oregon. Nah, maybe not that far. As long as we <laughs> uh, get no gray ones. Yeah, oh, just don't do that. You know, you know how we feel about gray here on this podcast. Do not. Just get some actual <laughs> yoga pants. Oh, God. But yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog where we have the recap post for the oh week. Oh, God. Oh, man. That we haven't started yet. Oh, no. We, <laughs> we have the preview oh, post boy. for the next game. And we have Evan's contest that he does every week. That blog's at gtpdd.dog. Yeah. We also have a YouTube channel which I think is just GTPDD, and that's where we have the NCAA 14 simulations and a few other, well, right now one other video. Uh, a couple other things are in the works uh, for that channel. That's on YouTube, and I think that's pretty much it. We're adding more and more onto this ending section. I have to start How to Be Humble later and later each episode. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it. Until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm still in the car. <laughs> Drive safe, Josh. Beep, beep. Go Tech. <laughs> Please don't die. I'm actually in street for it now. Not just past the indie bowl. Uh, what a dump. <laughs> I live here. <laughs>